friends, this is part two of a conversation that we had with some guests around the round table about identity and calling. And so today, uh, this is an episode about calling. If you missed the previous week episode, which was about identity, we would encourage you uh, to go listen to that because uh, it really sets the table for the conversation about calling. So we hope you enjoy. What is the difference between general calling, unique calling? And what does identity have to do with this conversation of calling? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still studying this. I've been studying this for years, and I <laughs> here's, where, here's where I'm at today. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, the word both in Hebrew and Greek at, at its core, um, the primary word is invitation, mm. and so calling is invitational. I think that's actually God's grace to us to mm. see it as invitational, because if He's sovereign and they're the elect, then I think He knows how we're going to choose, but. But we're too feeble for that. <laughs> so, yeah. so we get to be able to think of it, I think, in an invitational way. Uh, I think there are, as I've looked at it, some general callings. I label five, mm-hmm. and I alliterated them just for my own sake because it's helpful. <laughs> uh, there's probably more than this, but I think these are the foundational ones. There's a calling to salvation. There's a calling to surrender. Uh, there's a calling to sanctification, meaning holiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a calling to service. And then the one nobody likes, there's a calling to suffering. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I think there's other general callings too, but I think those are probably the foundational ones that set up the the the, um, the others. Mm-hmm. But then there's unique callings. You know, again, just referencing Amos for a season, and this was his service. This was his primary contribution towards the kingdom. Um, that was a very unique calling that Im- that involved all of his personality. Uh, I think probably involved all of his heritage, his journey of blessings and wounds. You know, even in the putting off and putting on, which I so agree with, and I love that perspective. Uh, and yet sometimes we can discount even our failures and not realizing that a sovereign God's allowed those to maybe help us in our unique expression of service down the road. Yeah, refinement. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, because where I've stumbled, I might be able to bring some grace to somebody else who could be stumbling because mm. I've stumbled too, you yep. know, and so that's part of my sinful pattern. Mm. But God could redeem it and turn it into blessing for someone else. Mm. So I don't think there's anything wasted with the Lord, even as he gives us our unique callings. I think all of that comes with it, personality, gifting, heritage, journey of blessings and wounds, Mm. so that we get to bring our unique expression to whatever it is that he wants us to do now, participating in his grand meta story. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I I just follow up question on that. Is it... Or statement, statement slash question. I don't know. Is it safe to say, like, with what you just described, Gary, about that unique uniqueness of your calling? Like, where do you find joy? What do you like? What's fun? You know, yeah, like, what are yeah. what are the benchmarks of discerning yeah. that? Yeah, and the other thing I might want to say about calling, there's at least four aspects to it, mm. and we always want to lean on one. Mm. What do I get to do? Mm. Yeah. yeah. But— I think first and foremost, calling implies a caller, mm. just yeah. definitionally. <laughs> mm. So I think it has to begin with, well, who am I called to first? Mm. And that, yeah. and I think that starts with uh, the lordship of Christ. I think it also implies an audience. I think you can begin to look outwards. I think mm. we have unique audiences. You guys both certainly represent, mm. and maybe I do too in a broad sense, but audiences for this season that God's yep. called you to. Yeah. Uh, but then I think we another one we often forget is this common calling to sanctification. So even in the invitation to do something for him related to kingdom, it's still about refining us. Yeah, becoming. Yeah, you know, right now, so 
less than 12 months ago, I launched a new business. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm being refined every day, and yet I'm yeah. confident the Lord wanted me to take this step of wow. faith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was all jazzed about, hey, I get to do this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to grow you in the process. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. and so every day is another step of faith. And I, I, you know, I'm learning every day more of what I don't know. That's a great encouragement to listeners is um, it's not necessarily going to be easy. No. Yeah. I mean, that's no. like your fifth, the fifth one you had is suffering. Yeah. I mean, not that you're necessarily, we would necessarily classify it as suffering, but you are, it is growing. Yeah. Uh, certainly sanctifying. But I think it is also meant to be, to your point, uh, I think it does tap into what's joyful for us, mm. that as we get to cooperate with God and participate with Him in His building kingdom in this salvation history storyline, that I think He does uniquely call out of us in our contribution that mm. which will bring us joy mm. in the doing. Mm -hmm. So, I think there is an aspect of that for sure. I think being able to unpack those five is huge because like when, when you went through that, for me, I think so many people get paralyzed by identity and calling and purpose of like, am I doing God's will? Am I not doing God's will? Let yep. me find the one thing. And, mm -hmm. and so much of that can be paralyzing. But mm -hmm. I think when you put it in those five categories, because I think they're true and I think they're biblical, mm -hmm. then I think it, it leaves so much freedom and mm -hmm. not so much black and white, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. um, or fearing that we'll miss it. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Yeah, or and even, even kind of what you're talking about. I think there's seasons, right? Like yeah. you're in a specific season of a quote unquote calling. Um, I think calling's dynamic. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that would be so freeing for people. So like even when you're saying that, like I simplified your five categories uh, into two, and it sounds like for the most part they all fit into either you're being called to things that have to do with your identity. Or you're being called to purposes. Yeah, um, that's a good, good even, way of thinking. Even of the it. suffering and the sanctification, right? Like that's refining both those things. My my identity, who I am, yeah. But then also the purpose of of what I do. And so once again, I'll, I say all of that just to be able to say, for me, growing up in Christian world is kind of like God created you for a reason. God created you for a purpose. And so you think very minutely of like, okay, so I have to find that. And if I don't find that, I've ruined. His plan, right? Yeah. So all that to say for me, as I've gone to different jobs in different seasons where I've done different things, what I've realized is, okay, my calling really has all stayed the same, right? Like I'm called to be a husband. Um, I'm called to be a dad. Um, and those are obvious because that's, <laughs> I have children. <laughs> I have a wife. Um, but then the, the one for me was like, oh, am I a pastor? What kind of pastor? Do I do this? Do I do that? And so I realized like, no, I'm, I'm really just called to be a disciple maker. Um, that's true of me all the time in every season of life. And so in a certain season, it might be students, it might be adults, it might be young adults, whatever. But the reality is the calling on my life is disciple maker. Mm. What that looks like practically daily or whatever, there's a lot of fluidity to it. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. So I say all that because yeah. I, want, I want to give people freedom yes. to— um, yeah, not be so bogged down and paralyzed by, I got to find mm -hmm. the exact right calling yeah, in my yeah. life. I agree. Oof, man, the amount of conversations I have with, you know— graduating seniors and juniors who are starting to look at college, um, my encouragement is always this, like it, it matters less which college you choose and yep. how submitted your heart is to the Lord. Um, like your, how submitted your heart is to the Lord is going to be how you find God's will, not what place. Um, there may be, of course, certain places that are better than other places um, yep. for that more um, conducive environments for those types mm -hmm. of um, growth uh, steps for you to take. But it's 
hey, are you submitted to the Lord? Are you ready to be refined by the Lord in whatever mm-hmm. context um, you step into next? Yeah. Okay, then then be be faithful in this next mm-hmm. step. Mm-hmm. And that that's a huge piece, I think, of calling. Um, I remember wrestling heavily with calling when I was in college. Um, I was dead set that I was supposed to be a lawyer. Love to argue um, to this day. <laughs> Just ask my wife. Um, sorry, honey. Um, but uh, I mean, I thought that, that was it. That was that was what yeah. I was supposed to do. That's what with the way God wired me. And maybe maybe I could have been a good lawyer and maybe I could have been a lawyer for Jesus. Um, but um, for me, Matthew 6, 33 just hit me like a ton of bricks seeking first the kingdom. And so that was, for me, it, it kind of boils down to what's what's at the forefront of how you view what you do. Yeah. What's at the forefront of how you view what you do? Is it is it kingdom building mm. while you do X, Y, Z? Or is it I'm doing X, Y, Z and then all on the side? And so for me, it was I did not feel like my choice of law school and pursuing um, becoming a, a trial lawyer was going to be seeking first the kingdom. That was seeking Josh's preferences first, mm-hmm. and then I was going to add Jesus onto it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures say it's the flip, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's seeking first the kingdom, and then God will add the things unto you, all the things that you need, all the things yeah. that you know fulfill um, onto that. And so it's just, um, you know, you said the aspect of calling number two was surrender. Oh man, it's huge, right? Like, have you surrendered your heart to the will of the Lord as you step out yeah. um, into whatever it is that you're stepping into? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just so big because we need ministers in the marketplace. Like we need lawyers for Jesus. Yeah, for sure, right? it, it just wasn't, I, I knew that my heart was not submitted to the Lord as I pursued yeah. Uh, yeah. law school that and path. those things, yeah. Yeah. that path. I, and so, I remember there was a guy who was a student leader for me, um, and he was a salesman uh, for Cisco Foods, and he was bringing people to the Lord every week. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was just such an evangelist. And after a couple of years, she came to me. He goes, "I want to go to seminary. I want to be a pastor." And I was like, "No, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. You're gonna mess up." Yeah, yeah. Now he's doing awesome. He is actually going to seminary. He's actually a pastor now, and he's still bringing people to the Lord. <laughs> so there's part of that of what we were talking about in there is it's it's. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, what you do, but it's who who you are and how you do what you do. And so for him, he was an evangelist. He was always going to be an evangelist. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I love I love that. <laughs> well, and I think this goes along with this, and hopefully this doesn't throw a wrench into things. But like when you when you add this onto that layer, this is intriguing to me. So uh, in in Romans eleven, you know, he's talking about Israel and the purpose of Israel and how that relates to the Gentiles and all these things. But then there's this verse Romans eleven twenty twenty nine where he says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Irrevocable. Mm-hmm. And once again, you know, we could probably interpret that different ways. But but for me, like, there's this really beautiful refuge and grace of God in that. And that he's He's called me to things. He's designed me in certain ways that are intrinsic. Um, you know, uh, Ephesians 2.10, right? Like, we we're created to do good works that he's already yeah. prepared okay. for us. And mm-hmm. so there's a part of it, without getting too crazy into the sovereignty of God, that, like, frees us to just say, man, if God's gifted you and he's called you to it, mm. he will achieve that in your life. Mm. Like, like, yes, mm-hmm. participate, surrender. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Your role in that matters, but you're not going to miss it. Like that's how yes. good and gracious he is. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to miss God's call for your life. Yeah. And I think once again, that goes back to identity as well. It's not just you're going to miss the call of what you do, but you're not going to also miss the call of who you are. That's right. Like that's just so good mm-hmm. to me. 
So, it is. Yeah, and I, I think, think that enablement piece is huge because yeah. I think we still can make calling very self-centric. Yes. Yeah. yes. But, but if he's called us, he will enable us. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, the theological thread that I think is really important, we've, we've kind of danced around it, or even a couple of you even said this, but out of God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in the episode when we talked about God's will, you know, is that we feel like there's this wave that we're going to miss. Yeah. And I just love, I know it, it said a lot, but Psalm 139 and just understanding that our identity and that our calling is not just some wave that we're just going to yeah. miss. Um, but he's hardwired it in us and he's going to keep bringing it up. Like for me, he was just so faithful for the 10 years or probably more that I did struggle and continue to struggle with identity and with who, how he's wired me to be. He was so patient and he was so gracious. And I believe I am personally where I am today because of his gracious, you yep. know, his patience and his grace for me to continually just recognize that freedom of, of who and how he's wired me to be. You know, Joey, to that point, I think it's a powerful verse and it goes back to where we started, I think a little bit with identity because the end of Psalm 139 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made and my soul knows it very well. Mm. I think our identity crisis is always trying to close that gap. Mm. Do you believe you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Does your soul know it very well? Because mm. when our soul doesn't know that, yeah. you know, the way even Matt put it, affirm that, and others help affirm that in us, we're striving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And well, so I, I think we're always trying to close that gap as we walk with the Lord. But but it's true. It is a declaration, like Matt said earlier. It's another one of those declarations. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. just like you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a unique expression God wants you to give from that, yeah. ultimately. Um, but does our soul know it very well? Yeah. Good. You know, yeah. And I, I believe that there is the... Uh, you know, there's the story, which which wolf are you going to feed, right? Um, you know, uh, which uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but there's this concept of, um, you know, whichever um, your flesh or, you know, your submission to Jesus, whichever one you feed more is going to win the day. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's true with this last verse. Your soul knows it very well. Are you Are you pursuing things in your identity discovery that is soul feeding or flesh feeding. Yeah. Um, and, and flesh feeding would be feelings, would be, um, you know, that self-seeking um, concept. Tech soul is, is like, <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. soul would be, would be peace, would be unity, would be the, the, the things that, that are of God and are mm. of the kingdom of God, things that are going to be lasting. Mm. And so what feeds your soul, I think mm. is, is a question that I know mm. it's a, it's a very, <laughs> you know, kind of vague question, mm. but what mm. feeds your soul, I think, is something we should be asking when mm. we consider um, identity and calling and how mm-hmm. we are shaping um, or how we are believing about who we are and what we do. Um, does this feed my soul or does this feed my flesh? Because I think if we're honest and we sit down and reflect on that, I think we can tell the difference. Mm. I, I really do. I yeah. think mm. we can tell the difference between the two. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. As we kind of wind down, what is uh, – give everyone an opportunity to give a pastoral plea. Like maybe you're thinking of someone or maybe it's your younger self that you yeah. imagine th- that could be someone listening. But give a pastoral plea um, and it can be both identity and or calling um, as they listen to this to this episode. So here's the thing going off in my head and heart and hopefully I can articulate it well. I would just say um, I want people to find confidence in who they are. Mm, um, yep. I think the way that you said that, Joey, earlier is super important. Um, I think ultimately we wrestle with our identity 
because we're not confident. Mm. And so how do you bolster that? And so I would say, I think for me, it all boils down to between your calling and your identity, search out the things that are intrinsic about you for all time. Mm. Um, there's lots of seasons and fluidity to lots of things, but but I want you to go and pursue what is what is true about me, regardless of what anyone else says, mm. What is intrinsic to who I am based off who God made me? And then, spoiler alert, I'll, I'll just say it. Um, that's going to have to lead you to searching within Scripture. <laughs> Whether you identify as a Christian or not, you're going to have to eventually figure out what you really believe about God, who is He, and then what has He said. Um, and so that way, when you are insulted by the world or you are told this is not who you are, but it doesn't resonate with you, you'll have that confidence that Joey's talking about because it's like, no, 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 the God of the universe has said this is true about me, has wired this about me, and so my soul knows it well, mm. um, and I'm unwavering in that because it's built on something that mm. is outside of me, the mm -hmm. transcendent mm -hmm. piece. So that'd be my admonition. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Probably mine would be um, what amen everything Matt just said. <laughs> and then I would add uh, and do it in, in community. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Journey yeah. that in godly, caring, challenging, community, not just blindly affirming, you know, finding people that will always agree with you, but mm. who will challenge you from scripture and mm. from love and care about yeah. you so that you still allow, I think, that, that communal aspect of the body to help form identity, find those invitations, help mm. you in faith step into them, because I've never found an invitation the Lord's given yet. It was just easy peasy and you know, <laughs> yeah. just, like, no, it's a, it's a step of faith yeah. Yeah. every time. So... Yeah, do it in community. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then I guess uh, you know, if we want to try to bring this thing a, a full circle, I would say on the flip side, um, and my encouragement, my challenge to people would be, as you are interacting with others, be cognizant of the fact that they're probably in process to mm. some degree or another, and be more gracious, be compassionate. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, be. Yeah. Um, more curious than judgmental mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, where somebody is mm -hmm. at. And um, if I don't know if we have any uh, students listening to this, but man, some of y'all can be really, really harsh mm -hmm. at this. You can, you know, judge a book by its cover real fast, real quick. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, personal insecurities and, and why sure. you why you go to jump to judgment is because you're not secure and confident, sure. to your point, Matthew, where you are. But um Let's let's be more willing to walk with each other mm. um, in this process um, together. Um, not so quick to to put people in boxes. Um, you know, oh, I saw this person do this once, and that means they are this. Mm, yeah. Oh shoot, that mm. darn that is mm -hmm. that is that is as quick, um, yeah. and that is um, you know uh, not a gracious approach that I think God calls us to. So that would be my charge: is like let's embrace each other in the process, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned students, but I think adults do we all. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I was going to tag on to what he said is everything, yes, and then, but also I think that same non non judgment and compassion for yourself. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we're our own worst mm -hmm. critics. Mm -hmm. So it goes both ways to people yep. in ourselves. Yeah. And, and we're great. in a very judgmental moment in our culture. So I, I think, again, back to loving well to proclaim well, I think some ways we can, I don't, I'll put it, uh, yeah, I'll say it, but. 
I think we can win the day if we just create safe space, be compassionate, and journey with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really, really good, Greg. Thank you, guys. If, you, uh, if you're listening to this and you have questions, please email us, equip at austinridges.org. Or if you see any of us around that, are, that you've heard from today um, at church, please stop us. Uh, we, we, are, we want to be approachable, <laughs> and uh, we would love to, to help process um, yeah. uh, anything you need to process as it results, uh, as it re- it has to do with this conversation. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you.